Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Heal My Health podcast. I'm going to do a nutrient nugget today, which it has been, it's been a while since I've done a nutrient nugget. So I'm going to cover sodium today or salt. Uh, sodium is not the same as salt, but it is pretty much used interchangeably. And that's because the where we find sodium is in salt. So salt is actually 40% sodium, 60% chloride. So your table salt or any sea salt or anything that you have at home is actually sodium chloride. But in the body, it is broken down and our body uses sodium. So sodium is a mineral that we are talking about, the essential mineral, but I'm going to use sodium and salt interchangeably as uh, we would consume sodium through our salt. So it is really the question when we look at this stuff and we can learn all the nutrition and the biochemistry and the function of these nutrients, but like putting it into every day, what we see, what we eat, how we eat it, you know, what's in our, in our packaged and processed foods and all that kind of stuff. So when I talk today about kind of sodium or, or whatever else, I'll be talking about the consumption of salt in our diet, which I'll give some recommendations for and, you know, some some descriptions of, of what effect sodium or salt could have on our on our body. Before we begin, just a reminder that this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any condition. Please see a doctor or a professional before changing anything to your diet, especially when dealing with salt or blood pressure disorders and things like that. It is a very gray area and very individual. So do not change or supplement or anything without seeking professional help or getting some professional advice. So let's get into it today in under 20 minutes. Nutrient Nugget. Let's talk about salt. Honestly, I kind of regret choosing sodium as a nutrient nugget because it really deserves a long period of time. It is a major, major essential mineral in our body, meaning it is necessary for life. But it's in this weird category of like, so if we have too much, if we have too much salt, it's going to be very negative on our health. If we have too little salt, it's going to be very negative on our health. And this is due to the interrelationship that salt has with water and hydration. So I think a lot of us know that water is the essential for life, right? Being hydrated. But one of the interesting things is I actually looked up the meaning of hydration which sounds silly, but it is the process of causing something to absorb water. So hydration isn't like, it isn't the state of having water, like isn't the state of having water or being hydrated from drinking water. It is the process of causing something to absorb water. And the interesting thing is, is that water follows salt. So our body's in this process where it is always managing the level of salt or the level of solute between our cells and the fluid that surrounds our cells. And it's interesting, if you don't really know much about cells, right, I always kind of, I always attribute them to, if you've ever seen those little squishy, uh, squishy balls that you put into water and they soak up water. So if you have like a jar of water and you put those little, it's not rubber, but they're like those little um, like what you would get in one of those little to like toys that you put a dinosaur in water and it blows up. But if you were to have these little squishy balls and you put them in water and they soak up the water, well, our body has the ability to do that to our cells, but then also draw water back out 
to make the cells, you know, either have less salt, more salt, more water, more salt, whatever else. But basically water follows salt and it is a beautiful, essential nutrient. Like salt in our body or sodium is necessary for maintaining our blood pressure, our blood volume. It's necessary to conduct nerve impulses. So for our brain nerve cell to send an electrical electrical pulse through our body to another part of our body, it requires the uptake of sodium into the cell. So sodium is a really big part in our nervous system function. It also supports muscle contraction and then yeah, that that water and fluid balance, which is one of the most interesting things because that has a relation to our blood pressure and our blood volume, but also the functioning of our brain. I want to tell a quick story just to explain uh, hyponatremia. And it's actually, it's a really, it's a sad story. It's not a nice story, but there was a competition in 2007 on this radio station. It's it's uh, like the famous story when you're kind of talking about sodium, but or hyponatremia in it, in its sense. So in 2007, there was a radio station that ran a contest called Hold Your Wee for a Wee. And so this was a contest that whoever drunk the most water without using the bathroom would win a Nintendo Wii. So it had all these people and they had to drink heaps and heaps of water and whoever was the last standing without peeing was the winner of a Nintendo Wii. So this woman, uh, she drank 5.7 litres of water, which is 1.5 gallons, she drank, yeah, 5.7 litres of water to to win this wee whilst holding her her bladder. So in that conversation of, of salt and water, if you are basically drowning yourself with water, then your the pressure or the the content or the solution of salt goes down, right? So you can have the same amount of salt in your body, but if you're increasing the water, then you're diluting that salt. And the ability of the body to regulate where the water goes will be completely dysregulated because there won't be that, like there won't be enough salt. So what it tries to do with, and most of everything goes into the blood first, right? So you've got, you've got a lot of water in your blood and not enough salt. So your body starts trying to uptake the water into the cell so it can re- like so it can increase the levels of salt into your blood and like it can't increase salt you're not intaking salt so it needs to try and balance out that blood level of salt and water so it brings water into the cell and the first place that this happens is in the brain so this poor woman uh she had drunk too much water and then the body goes, all right, we're going to uptake this water into the brain cells. And this causes edema, literally causes the brain to expand, the cells of the brain to expand and swell. This woman, she suffered hyponatremia, which is basically this, it's the state of low sodium. And she passed away. She, she died from this. She literally could have been saved with an IV drip of sodium. So, you know, too much of anything, whether it's sodium or or water, um, you know, even thinking we're all trying to get more water, stay more hydrated. But 
if you're drinking too much water and drowning your body and, and reducing those salt levels, then that's not good for the brain either because that causes the uptake of water into the cells and that, yeah, that causes causes edema and swelling. So it's a sad story. It's a very, very sad story and, and for, for absolutely nothing uh, at all, which I think we've learnt, we've learnt this now as time goes on when humans do really, really silly, silly, stupid things. There was another case as well that I was reading in 2005 of a college boy uh, frat, frat party situation where he was told he had to keep drinking gallons and gallons of water and then do some strength conditioning thing. He ended up having um, a seizure and going into a coma and, and passed away. So this is, yeah, this is pretty pretty crazy. Some of the things that humans have have pushed themselves to do as a you know a competition or a joke and not realizing the harm that is homeostasis in our body. Like our body has this ability to maintain and regulate specific things when we don't overdo it. And that's where, yeah, that's where we tend to fail is that we overdo a lot of things. And as we'll find now is that we do overdo salt. So Australians consume almost double the amount of sodium needed. In saying that, there is a lot of studies now. So it's interesting, right, because we can see that uh, high sodium will contribute to having high blood pressure. And this is due to the fact that if you are having high salt intake, then as salt, as water follows salt, so if you eat salt or sodium, you have a lot of, uh, let's say, you know, added salt in um, sauces and in condiments and in things that are in your fridge, but then you also have that with some salami and some pepperoni and you might have a pepperoni pizza. All of these things are very high sodium foods. Then that sodium will be in your blood and water follows salt. So water will then come into your blood, which increases the volume of your blood, right? So you can imagine your blood vessels being like a pipe, like a like a water drainage pipe through the through the earth and all your all the water is the blood. Now you bring more water into your blood, then that's going to increase the blood volume and then it's going to increase the pressure on your blood vessels. And so that obviously increases your blood pressure. And this can really affect the cardiovascular system. So this is a picture, this is a very, very common picture that we see uh, is in the American Australian diet is a is a really quite a really high sodium diet from from added and hidden salts, but in saying that, there is so there is recommendations for sodium. There is definitely recommendations, and we'll move into that in a minute. But when we look at a common picture of high sodium diets, we are also looking at a common picture of highly processed diets. So. I don't know about you, but when I'm cooking dinner or having salt on my food at home, like I'm not just going at it and going at it and putting a heap of salt onto my onto my dinner plate. It's just my my body would tell me this is too salty. I don't like the flavor of that. The body averts you from anything that is overly salty because it's just not going to be in homeostatic balance. So the issue with looking at you know, the effects of, of high sodium diets is that a lot of the time they're highly processed as well. You've got your, I'll run through the food sources of, of high salt, which is most often um, p- like breads and bread rolls, your pizzas, your processed chips, 
Um, your processed meats like your bacon, your salami, your sausages, your jerkies, all that kind of stuff is going to be really, really high salt. Dehydrated foods like your soups, your noodles, your chicken noodles, migraine, two-minute noodles, uh, burritos, tacos, all those kinds of things that are going to be like a lot of the time we can have salty foods that don't even taste salty. Like if you eat a packet of potato chips, you know that's salty, but there are things like your your um, your little taco wraps and stuff like that that are actually more on the sweet side, but they have a lot of added sodium. So when we look at, you know, this high blood pressure and this cardiovascular disease in high sodium diets, a lot of the time it is followed by highly processed foods. Um, I didn't add sauces in there as well. Sauces can be a really a massive culprit and cereals as well. So these are things with what we call hidden salt, and they actually account for 75% of salt in people's diets. Now, I don't want to demonize salt. I do not want to demonize salt. A lot of, if you go on to a lot of the government websites, you will be seeing, you know, that we eat too much salt. We have to reduce our salt. Salt is demonized, all of this kind of stuff. I don't want to demonize salt because it is literally essential for function, like essential for life. We used to, in ancient history times, we used to trade salt like it was, you know, gold. We idolized it because we we need it in our life. Like we will crave, if our body is low in sodium, we will crave sodium and we will seek it out. So a lot of the time I would urge you to to look at your, your desires. Are you craving salty foods? That might mean that you haven't had enough sodium in the day. Um, you know, we need to replenish our sodium if we've been uh, sweating a lot, if we are urinating a lot, if we have uh, certain medications, we need to be, you know, increasing our sodium. So I, I think it's very, very individual and it's hard to give a, a number per se. I can give a range and, you know, general recommendations, but it's very individual and especially knowing your blood pressure would be a major factor in this. If you have high blood pressure, then I, you know, I wouldn't be increasing your salt or I'd be talking to your doctor about what role or talking to a a professional about what role salt is playing in your health picture. But uh, high blood pressure is going to be kind of like you're going to want to look at reducing your salt. But some people have low blood pressure and they have these things uh, like orthostatic diseases where you know, people might get dizzy when they stand up, get things like vertigo um, and have a, a low blood pressure picture. And it might be interesting to say then, you know, where does salt play a role in this picture? Where does salt play a role in this functioning here? Because there's nervous system dysregulation. A lot of the symptoms caused by either hypo or hypernatremia come straight from the brain first. We're talking confusion, memory loss, seizures, comas, um, headaches as well, like you can get a lot of headaches with with um, salt dysregulation or sodium dysregulation. So it's very, very individual. But basically looking at our general function of our body. So our body kind of needs like minimal 500 milligrams of sodium to function. The recommendation by government bodies is to have less than 2,300 milligrams per day of sodium, which this only equals to, and it really doesn't sound like much when you when you look at it, this only equals to 1.5 teaspoons of salt. 
or three to six grams of salt. So, so 1.5 teaspoons is six grams of salt. And that is your 2,300 milligrams per day. As you go over six grams of salt, health risk increases. But if you do go below your kind of like three to four grams, then your health risk increases as well. So it is just like everything in the body, this balance of like everything in moderation, right? And it is looking at looking at your picture of health. You know, do you sweat a lot? Do you exercise? Do you sauna? Do you drink a lot of water? Like where does this come in? So if you're exercising a lot and all you're doing is drinking heaps of water, like if it's, you know, you've trained in the morning and you've gone to the sauna after you've trained and then you've just been sculling water and you've had like three to, you know, two liters of water before 12 p.m., with no salt, then I would be looking at, and you know, if you're feeling dizzy and you're feeling a little bit like not on your game, you're feeling a little bit confused, then maybe you're dehydrated from lack of salt, not dehydrated from lack of water, but dehydrated from lack of salt. So yeah, that that's that kind of picture where you might need a bit more salt. Though if you are, you know, have this high blood pressure picture, you're not often you know, you're not often keeping hydrated with water, you're not often exercising, you've got this picture, then maybe you should be looking at what foods you're having that are really, really high salt. You know, a lot of the time people that have uh, hypernatremia, which is high sodium in their blood, because water follows salt, a lot of the time they're a little bit more puffy, more water-filled because the blood is filled with water. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting just looking at these moderations and, uh, just being a nutrient nugget, I can't really get so, so deep into it, but it is, it's very interesting just knowing the kind of hydration factor of salt and just looking at your personal picture, doing a little bit more research into it, into terms of, you know, if you're having kind of nervous system symptoms or if you have high blood pressure, then look at one way or the other. Is it too much? Is it too little? So looking around this 2,300 milligrams per day or like between 2,000 to 3,000 milligrams per day, I wouldn't demonize salt when you're adding your salt into your normal life through hydration factors, hydration drinks, you know, to your cooking and everything like that. But I would be looking at sodium intake, right? So if our body only needs 500 milligrams of sodium per day, but you know, we're looking at kind of optimizing this area of, of not too little salt, not too much salt. So you're looking at that 2000 to 3000 mark, have a look at the sodium intake in your salts, have a, uh, in your sources, have a look at the sodium intake in your cereals. Sometimes one serve of cereal might be you know, 1000 milligrams of sodium. And you're like, well, that's already heaps of sodium going on plus everything else. You know, I have this high blood pressure picture or, um, you know, I, I kind of want to look at this, then, you know, have a little look at those milligrams and, and just see. I would also just say, if you're looking at the higher end of sodium, using the percentage DV on your foods, like the daily value. So over 20% of your daily value of sodium in a serving is considered high under 5% is considered low. 
So a low salt option, you're looking at around 120 milligrams per 100 grams of the food. So, you know, just look at these little labels on the back and, and have a little have a little geese at the sodium, see what you think. Is it high? Is it low? Just just suss out that area because you might be really surprised at some of the foods that have really, really high uh, high sodium. And I have people all around me, you know, I can think of three off the top of my head right now that uh, have high blood pressure issues. So sodium could be one of those things that you'd be looking at. Um, but yeah, you know what, one day I'll do a full another big uh, podcast on sodium so it can get the time that it deserves. But I hope that this was interesting enough anyways, just to get a little background about what sodium is, what salt does and uh, how important it is in the body in both ways in, in having enough of it and and not having too much. So just like everything in life and in, in nutrition. As always, if you have any recommendations or any topics you would love me to cover, any nutrient nuggets specifically, I want to do chromium coming up. So let me know if you have any interest in any topics and I'll get them done. You can message me on Instagram or head on over to healmyhealth.com.au. Thank you.